so, right? The manger, the stable, the wise men, the virgin birth, really cute animals that assist the manger. King Herod and the threats and the journey of Mary and Joseph. But today, for just a short time, I want to give, I want to give you, I want to focus on the why. Why did he come? Why was he born? Why take on flesh? And so this afternoon for a little bit, I want to look at this title, Why He Came. Why He Came. Would you pray? Lord Jesus, thank you, God, so much for your power, your presence, your grace, your mercy, your anointing. Thank you, Lord, for your loyalty, your friendship. Thank you for taking on flesh. Thank you for everything we celebrate at this time of year. Thank you for, Lord Jesus, this building we're meeting in today. Thank you, God, for all the people who work hard to put a service like this on. Thank you for every guest, every member, every, Lord, person who calls this church home. Thank you for those tuning in online, Jesus. You're just great. You're greatly to be praised, God, and we want to do that today. We want to worship your name. We want your will to be done, Lord Jesus, and we, I'm just asking that you you'd talk to all of us through me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, when we look to Scripture, we don't always have to use our imagination. We don't have to jump on the Polar Express to try to figure out the true meaning of Christmas. The Bible sums up this great mystery when it says in 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God, it says God, it says God was a manifest in flesh. This was not a co-equal, co-eternal, co-substantial being. This was God himself was manifest in flesh. He was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. You see, God took on flesh, and he did that with a purpose in mind. And guess what the purpose was that he had in mind? It was you and it was me. How do I know this for sure? Certainly, you've probably maybe heard that at some point in your life, but how do we know for sure that we were the purpose that he came to this earth? Well, I think I know because the Bible tells me so, like they say in children's ministry. Hebrews 2.14 says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. He had to die to break death. But it, if he would have just died and never rose again, that wouldn't have done it. But only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so he could be merciful, our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. I am thankful that he chose to do that for me. He took on literal flesh. He did not have to. He did it so he could pay a price, all because of us. I don't know, has anyone ever heard the old Christmas song? Well, it's, I guess it's getting older, but uh, 
I reference a, an, an older group, Avalon. I'm sure it's like Christmas music. Everybody sings it, and there's probably sang by 37 different people. But I knew it as the group Avalon. But it, the words said, as little children, we would dream of Christmas morn, of all the gifts and toys we knew we'd find. But we never realized a baby born one blessed night. I literally hear it singing in my head, and my, my brain is saying to go ahead and sing it. But then I know that I'll really butcher it, and then you'll only hear me butchering the song rather than the words to the song, so I'm going to keep reading the song. But my head right now is wanting to sing this song. God gave us the greatest gift of our lives. We were the reason he gave his life. We were the reason he suffered and died. To a world that was lost, he gave all he could give to show us the reason to live. As the years went by, we learned more about gifts, the giving of ourselves and what that means. On a dark and cloudy day, a man hung crying in the rain, all because of love, all because of love. We were the reason that he gave his life. We were the reason he suffered and died. To a world that was lost, he gave all he could give to show us the reason to live. You see, the Apostle Paul realized that the reason Christ came, and he understood what this meant to him per personally, because 1 Timothy 1.15, he says, this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of all of them. I don't know about you, but maybe there are days where you might argue with Paul on that statement. No, but Paul, that was written a while ago. You haven't met me. I'm the worst of all of them. I read that, and I'm thinking, Paul, the Apostle Paul, how could this guy say he's the worst of all sinners? Look what he did for the cause and the kingdom of God and the cause of Christ. But he knew what he once was. And he says, I thank God right? That I've been washed, blood justified, sanctified. So for us, you might be sitting here going, I'm the worst of all of them, but we can stop and go, hang on. God took on flesh and he shed blood and died on a cross so that I could not say, I'm the worst of all of them and there's no hope. But so I could stand up and say, I was the worst of all of them. But because of a savior, because of my God taking on flesh and dying on that cross, I now have a testimony. Mark 10, 45 says, even the son of man uh, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, we're reading about, here's why he came. Here's why he came. Here's why he came. And notice something, it always revolves around us. It always revolves around sinners. Christ, Christmas is the celebration of him coming. And the Bible tells us over and over and over and over and over and over again that the reason he came was you, and it was me. And Jesus didn't just come to pay the price, but he came literally looking for you. The Son of Man, Luke 19, 10, came to seek and to save those who are lost. You might again be going, well, I'm kind of I'm lost. I feel like I'm, I'm just trying to find my way. You are in the right place. Whether you're here in person or watching online, you are in the right place. Because Jesus is looking for those who are lost. This isn't just a, a, a message or a word of encouragement. This is scripture, the word of God, him revealing himself, saying, let me tell you all the reasons over and over again why I came. In the book of Luke, Jesus' public ministry started right after 40-day fast in the wilderness. 
a place where the devil himself approached Jesus with multiple temptations. And it was there that Jesus goes to his boyhood home in Nazareth. And he stands up and he reads this passage in the Old Testament prophet, from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. In Luke 4, 16, it says, He came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. And he begins to read. And he says, from Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And that time of the Lord's favor has come. And he, scripture says he rolled up the scroll and he handed it back to the attendant. He sat down and all eyes were just kind of looking at him intently, Scripture says. And he began to speak. Interesting, he stands up, reads, sits down. People are looking at this guy like, that's your message? And he says, the scripture you heard has been fulfilled this very day. Because that scripture was pointing to the fact that God was going to take on flesh. And the reason he was going to come to this earth was to set captives free, to give sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed. And the time of the Lord has come. When Jesus stepped on the scene, it changed everything. Everything from that moment forward had just been a promise, a prophecy, a hope, something we hope to see. But when he steps on the scene, he says, this day has come. The moment has arrived. And from that moment on, everything changes. And so where we are today, you might be living in bondage to something, captivity to something. You might have been crying out to God going, God, I need freedom. Lord, I need deliverance. I'm here to say that Jesus is here going, today is the day. Today is the day. I have come for a moment like right now. You do not have to live in hopelessness. You don't have to live in fear and bondage. You do not have to because when Jesus when he came in flesh, it changed everything. He's still seeking to save the lost. He's still looking to set captives free, to give sight to the blind, breaking oppression and depression. God took flesh to save our souls. And Jesus didn't just pay a price for you to automatically get those benefits. Just like he did in the Old Testament, he said an innocent animal needed to be killed, and then blood had to be applied to a door. So the blood was shed, but then the blood was applied. And in order to, to have their, their firstborn saved in the, in the Old Testament, the blood had to be shed, and then the blood had to be applied. Just like that, when you study the Scripture, every, there's a saying that says the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. You can't read one without the other. It's just amazing the way that there's no author in the world that could have written a better story than what Jesus wrote. When you study scripture, the way he prophesies and sets up things and, and, and how there are things that one thing points to another thing at a later date, the Lamb of God we know was Jesus Christ. And, and it's just incredible the way it all ties together. But even in salvation, in that Old Testament, their child's salvation was based on the animal's blood being shed and then being applied. In the New Testament, it was still the Lamb's blood needed to be shed. 
which was Jesus Christ. But then that blood needs to be applied. Well, how do we apply his blood that he shed to our lives? Well, how about when it says we go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ? It says we're buried with him in baptism. When we repent of our sins, some things die out. But then we need to bury those things and submerge them in a watery grave. And we take on that beautiful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins. And so he's calling us today to apply the blood to our lives. Maybe you're a family member. You walked in and said, I'm just here to see my grandson. I'm here to see my granddaughter. I didn't really expect anything. But could I tell you with all due respect that the Lord Jesus Christ might be reaching to you right now, not because we're sitting here trying to be dogmatic or judgmental, but because Jesus Christ loves you so much that he brought you to this place today to hear a message that he he stepped on the scene and he changed everything. And just like he changed everything in the world, he wants to change things in your life. You see, Jesus heard it in Mark 7, 2, 17. It says, he heard it and he said unto them, they that are whole no longer need of the, have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so for me, I read that and I go, you might go, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm a sinner and I'm, I, I've done this. You are, in, let me tell, say it again. You are in the right place. Jesus came looking to seek and save the lost. He came looking for those that, not were, that were not well, but that were sick. He was going, I am looking to be a healer. I'm looking to bring something to someone who's blind. I'm looking to set someone free who's living in bondage. If you're, if you're living any of these ways, Jesus is looking for for you. And he's calling us to repent. He's calling us to repent, which means that 180 degree turnaround, that, that God, I'm sorry, I don't want to live like this. You don't have to read a certain sinner's prayer. You know what the sinner's prayer is? It's whatever the sinner prays. You don't have to read a certain list of words. You come to God and, and just lay it out to him. God, here's where I'm at, as if you didn't already know. But the Bible says, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we want to verbalize some things to him in repentance. And, and so today, I don't only celebrate Christmas. I don't only celebrate that Jesus came for us. But I also step back and I celebrate people over the past year where I stop and go, hang on. There's been a whole bunch of people over this past year that, that they were, a matter of fact, nine people in 2023 have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost this past year. <laughs> 22 people have been baptized in this baptismal tank in the past year. And they have said, I've repented of my sins. I want to have my sins washed away. And so when I, I step back and go, hang on here. I don't want to just celebrate Christmas. The whole reason he came, we, I could go on and on, but we've been seeing it. He's been saying, I came to seek and save the lost. Preach captivity to those who are, uh, freedom to those who are captive. I'm preaching sight to the blind. I came, to, I came looking for the sick, not the whole. He says over and over again, I came for you. 
I came for you. I came for you. I came for you. And when he came, this changed everything. And so part of what I want to do today is not just preach the same message that he preached, the same message that the apostles preached, but I want to celebrate those who have said, I want to follow that message. I want to celebrate the people who have been filled with his spirit. I want to celebrate the people who have had their sins washed away and have applied the blood to the doorpost. And so with that, I want you to see a quick video here and listen to the words of of this song. And as you listen to the words of this song, look at the images and the joy on all of the faces because this is the reason Jesus came.
Oh, if you don't have any reason to praise the Lord today, why don't you just stand to your feet and just thank God for 22 people being baptized in his name, for nine being filled with the Spirit. Thank God that we were just watching a video with a multicultural, multi-generational church that we've been called to be a part of. Thank you, Jesus, God, that you're still washing away sin. You're still filling people with your Spirit. God, we give you praise today. We give you worship today for who you are, for what you have already done, for what you're doing right now, for what you're getting ready to do in the next location. God, we thank you. We worship you today. There is none like you, Jesus. Hear the voice and the claps and the praise of your church, oh God, today. We don't take it for granted that you came for us for this purpose, God. God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and if you're here today, I'll tell you what, you, you might not be on that slide presentation for today. You can be seated for a minute. You might not be on that slide presentation, but there's still time in 2023 to take on the name of Jesus and the waters of baptism. There's clean, warm water back here. There's clothes to change into. You might have walked in expecting to just see a cute children's program, and instead, God reached to you and said, I want to wash away your sins. I want to give sight to your blind walk right now. I want to set you free from addiction and from sin. I want to give you hope even though you've been living in a hopeless situation. God can do it today because when he took on flesh, he changed everything. You see, Jesus said, I've come as light to shine in this dark world. So all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. And I believe that that star that we all preach about, that, that, that star that appeared on that dark night to those wise men, that that was also a sign of Jesus himself saying, I'm going to be a light in darkness to people who need just a path to be shown for them. And that's what God's doing for someone here today. But you know what? He didn't just do it in a star? Do you know when he steps on and he's preaching a sermon on the mountain, Matthew 5? He looks at his followers and he says, you are the light of the world. He didn't just say, I'm the light of the world. He says, you're the light of the world. And in that same way, he says, verse 16, your good deeds should shine for all to see. I want you to know that Jesus Christ, God took on flesh to be a light in darkness, to, to shine a path for those who might need it. But he didn't just do it once and for all for himself. He said, you know what? Now that I put my spirit in you, I'm calling you to be a light in darkness. And so Jesus showed up to that shepherds and that eternity altering night of his birth. And it says in Luke 2, 8, it says there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all all people. The angel said great joy was coming to 
all people. And here we are on this Sunday afternoon, and we're looking at a video of people's lives being changed forever. And I will tell you that thousands of years later, that angel's words are still coming true in 2023, because I watched that video with great joy, and I can't help but think that when those little babies and those elders in every age and race, that as they went down in that water, that all of heaven was not celebrating going, and there's another one. Oh, Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I just can't help but think that there's a celebration in heaven as the angels say, oh God, thank you for taking on flesh, because because another one was just baptized in your name. Another 12-year-old's life was changed. A 7-year-old's life was changed. A 72-year-old's life was changed because of you, old Jesus. Oh, as you stand to your feet today, I have great joy. Jesus came for me. He came for my family. All of my children have been baptized in this baptismal tank. All of my children have been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God at this altar. Thank you, Jesus. And today, I thank God. I have joy because there's no greater joy than that my family would walk in the cause of Christ. He paid a price on the cross that I was supposed to pay. He invited me to repent. He washed my sins in the waters of baptism. He put his spirit inside of me. And if you're here today, the angel said, I'm going to bring you great tidings. We have good tidings of great joy. And you can still experience it. You might have walked in going, but I'm not feeling real joyful today. Can I challenge you and say the reason you might not be feeling real joyful is because your eyes are fixated on the temporary instead of the eternal. Because if I can step back and actually let something go for just a moment, and I can see the big picture that thousands of years ago God said oh I've always had this plan it was just a law and animal sacrifice and blood application but it was always pointing to the same plan but he says but now's the time when Jesus stood up we don't preach that all that much but he read that scroll and he said this day the scripture is fulfilled Jesus was saying, at this moment, we're on the trajectory where everything changes. For all those who have lived before, living now, living in the future, he says, right now something changes because I, it's the moment where I as God have taken on flesh. And then we read all the scriptures where he says, you know why I did that? for you. I came to seek and save the lost. I came to bring sight to the blind. I came to heal the oppressed. I came to set free those in bondage. I didn't come for those who are whole. I came for those who are sick. He just started looking at us and he saw, and he wasn't just talking to a group that was sitting in front of him. As Jesus closed his eyes, no doubt, he saw the faces throughout the, the sands of time. There's no 
doubt that he saw the face of you on a December afternoon in 2023 in Liberty, Missouri. And he said, you know what? Now that person on that day, I'm going to hang on a cross. And even though it might not be time, I want you to know as I'm preaching this message, he says, on this day, it's going to be fulfilled because I have taken on flesh for this very purpose. And so when that angel says, I bring you good tidings and great joy, I want you to know I still have great joy today because no matter how today's situation is, I can step back and I can go, my kids have been washed in the blood. My kids have been filled with his spirit. I have been forgiven so many times. I feel like there's days where I'm the chiefest of sinners. No, 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 Paul. Sit down, Paul. I'm the chiefest of sinners, but I don't have to live under guilt and regret. I can say, but my God took on flesh and he died on a cross and he invited me into a deeper relationship, a walk with him. We got a business meeting coming up, but I promise you, we have time to baptize someone in the precious name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. We will pause everything because that's the reason he came to wash away your sins, to fill you with his spirit, to, to pull you out of a hopeless situation and say you still have hope. Oh, I invite you all to come to the front, to find a place to pray, to find a place to say, I still got joy today. I have got good tidings of great joy. And that's the fact that my God loved me enough and he came for me. He took on flesh for me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, 